Hello and welcome to the email edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for May 29th, 2007. Among the emails we're going to discuss this week, we'll tell you some more about Disney Vacation Club for a listener in Kansas City. We'll give some marriage proposal advice to a listener in South Carolina, and we'll offer some advice on finding good airfare bargains for a listener in Syracuse, New York. Now remember, you can submit your question to us via email at podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can fill out the feedback form on our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. And also, beginning this week, you can leave us your feedback via voicemail. Call us toll-free in the U.S. at one 310 9662 or if you're calling from outside the U.S., the number is area code 407-574-5093. And as always, if we read your email on our show, we will send you your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt, and at the end of the month, we will select randomly from the emails that we've read on the show and award that person one of the fantastic prizes. We just gave out a three-day, two-night stay at the uh, Swan Dolphin. And we're going to do that the last show of every month. So the next time will be for June. But go ahead and send us your emails. We, we love hearing from you. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started. And who wants to go first? Corey? I'll go first. Um, this is from Chris in South Carolina. He's, uh, he actually emailed us before. We're, we're just now getting to his email. He's, he needs some proposal advice from us. He's coming uh, November 10th through the 17th. And he really needs our help. I have a few ideas for you. Some of these are you've probably heard of heard of them before. Uh, some areas that you can propose. Now, the wishing well next to the castle, if you want to do it in the park, that's a that's an idea. Also, the illuminations or wishes cruise, if you want to take one of those, um, time it right right for the fireworks. Just y'all two, right right there in the water, nice and romantic. I have a few um, that I would do. Now. Either have dinner like at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian, and then afterwards go out to the go out to the beach and do it there. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of having like a, a lot of people around. Yeah. So I mean, it really depends on you. Or if y'all have been to Disney before, and there was like something special that y'all did, do that. But I, I really don't know um, if y'all have anything like that. Now, there's also another thing at Discovery Cove if you want to spend some money. It's expensive, but there are some options. Now, this is where you do the dolphin encounter, and they have some different packages where the dolphin will actually bring a buoy with your message on it to her. And they, they, take, a, they take your photo, and they, there's some packages where you can have a video, and you get to take the buoy home with That's you. That's really cool. That's cool. Now, the, the top package, it's a platinum ring package. It's $474. Now, this is in addition to what it costs uh, to the... To, to the regular in. mission to yeah. get to get in, and it Which goes is all like the way two hundred and forty nine dollars a person, isn't it? Something right. Like I mean, it's not cheap at all, but it's definitely memorable. And it goes all the way down to one hundred and forty nine dollars. And this, uh, you get the souvenir buoy, a six by eight color photograph, and the full length video of the whole thing. Now, I would also also want to give them some advice on how to do it. You know, from the from the transition from actually right before you go to propose. Yeah, I know, I know for me, it was kind of like, okay, how, how do I do it? You know, are we walking, are we holding hands, and we just stop, and then I just do it there? I would suggest tell her that you want to take a picture of her. That way you have her attention on you. Instead of reaching in to pull out your camera, you pull out a ring. Or you can do it like this. I, this is what I did with Julie. I actually I sat, I sat her on a bench, and I, had, I said, let me take a photo of you, Julie. Took a photo of her, and I said, let me take another one. And then that's when I pulled the ring out. So we have a photo of her from like split second before I proposed to her. And it was really cool. It's like the last photo of her being my girlfriend. So, and he also uh, proposed to me on the banks of the Mississippi River, which may not sound romantic to you guys, but it was our spot. Like some of the, one of the first places he ever took me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it was probably one of the most romantic proposals I'd ever heard. Um, mm. Corey had told me about it, what he was going to do before. Oh, it was great. And uh, it was really, really romantic. Yes. Yeah, so, so Chris, if y'all have a spot, if y'all have a spot that uh, I would definitely choose that spot. Take her to Tony's Town Square Tavern or Town Square Restaurant and recreate the spaghetti scene from <gasps> Lady in the Tramp. That's a neat idea. Yeah, that's good. I just thought of that. You know, I tell you, one of the I think also I, I agree with you. You don't want a lot of people around, but if you want to do something really unique and special, other than I think Discovery Cove is awesome. The chef's table at Victorian Alberts. Oh yeah. Um, you're back in the kitchen. It's a private dining room. Chef is preparing a dinner for you. You have a, a, a whole 
a menu printed out of what you're going to be served that night. And it's romantic. It's, what has it been, 175 a person, I think, chef's, uh, chef's table is? Yeah. Um, so it's not cheap, but it'll be a dinner you remember. And they'll work with you. You tell mm-hmm. them you're going to be doing a marriage proposal. Yeah, you can have them write, will you marry me on a dessert or something when they bring it out, you know. So. I like the ring and the champagne. I think that's so neat. Upstairs at the train station overlooking Main Street down the towards the castle would be nice. Haunted Mansion. I would definitely have to go to dinner first. Kind of ease your nerves. Have a margarita or something. <laughs> I never knew Corey was nervous, though. So don't think that oh, she he, knows what's going on. He was a nervous And that's the thing. The, the element of surprise is, is my favorite. You know? Yeah, if she, if I, I didn't even know. I had no it, idea. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. I definitely surprised. Pretty much any Disney restaurant will work with you. You want to hide it in a dessert. You want to put it in a glass of champagne or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll do that for you for the ring presentation. But I think Corey has some really good ideas for spots. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people are looking for. What's that special spot I can go to? I mean, I know Donna, one of the owners of Dreams. Donna. Uh, Donna. D-O-N-N-E-R. Uh, she married Bledson. Yeah. <laughs> I was in responsible to getting the ring up to the uh, Cinderella's royal table and get it up there ahead of time so they have it for the dessert. And it was like, okay, I'm giving this ring to someone I don't know from five minutes before this, and I'm giving them this expensive ring to trust with them to bring out. And it's like, okay, it's not my money. I don't care. But... That was pretty cool. They brought it out in a, uh, a chocolate slipper or something or a yeah. box. And Donna was really surprised with that by Joe. But she had trouble because she didn't want dessert. And that was a big problem. <laughs> they had to talk her into having <laughs> the want, dessert. I don't no, want dessert. I don't I've want had, dessert. I'm full. I don't need any. Have the dessert. Well, so see, that, that was pretty That, that would have definitely funny. worked for me, huh, Corey? I don't refuse dessert normally. No. <laughs> Such chewy dessert, crunchy. <laughs> that would be horrible, though. Yeah, but what if they like down the glass of champagne? There goes the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if? Yeah, what if? What if she's a, a fast drinker? Yeah. So my spot would be the beach or the dolphin encounter. Very Start cool. saving now. Yep. If you the beach, if you time it for the fireworks to go off right after you ask, that'll be awesome. That's that would be cool. Or that water parade. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you as much as chumpy music. <laughs> <laughs> ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Will you marry me? No. <laughs> uh, well, there you go, Chris. We hope that uh, we hope that gives you some ideas. And please let us know which end up uh, which end up eventually doing. Like to hear more about it. So, all right, who's uh, who wants to go next? Who has an email they want to read? I'll read one. I have one from Jenny Flory in Dayton, Ohio. She says, "Hello, guys, and dear Julie." <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're getting beat up after the show. <laughs> I know. Don't it's forget. not fun if I don't pick on they're Julie gonna, ones. They're going to take after you on the on the podcast I'm board. Off. <laughs> okay. Oh, you see, he doesn't care, folks. He doesn't care what you say about him on the all boards. Right, let's doesn't see care. what happens this week. First of all, I have to tell you how much I love the podcast each and every show. I know it sounds cliche, but I feel like I know you all just from your mutual love of the mouse. Your friendship and chemistry shine through week after week. I hope you all realize that that's what that just was, friendship. I even listen to the Universal Podcast, even, even though I've never been just to listen to you guys. You are bright spots in my work day. Uh, on to my question. With the large amount of money being put out towards Magical Express at OIA during the next renovation and the success of Magical Express this far, do you think Disney will possibly move towards charging for this service? Do you know how the cost to run ME gets absorbed? I've always wondered how Disney manages to pay for this value-added service. Thanks for your input. Well, I can tell you what I think. I think they just build it into the price of the package. Yeah, they do. And it's call it free. That and you know we had two uh, we had two ticket increases last year, so you know this is believe me Disney Disney makes us pay for it one way or the other. Plus you're a captive audience now, and that was my other the point. dining. You right. know you're eating on property, you're buying souvenirs on property, all that absorbed. And if you're renting a car, you have a, a way to get out. Yeah, even a town car, they give you a thirty minute grocery stop. And I know Disney hates seeing people come in with groceries. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's money you're not spending there. So yeah. I have a feeling that this is a way to, A, keep you on property and keep you um, trapped. 
Well, let's put a po- more positive spin on that. Okay. It's just their way of keeping you on their property and spending money at their places. But I also think the money is just built into what you're paying already. You know, will will Magical Express eventually become a value-added service where they charge you for it? Mm. You know, it's Disney. Anything's possible. Um, if they think they can get away with it, uh, they will. I don't think they will because I think as long as people believe it's quote-unquote free, which it isn't, mm-hmm. but as long as people it looks like it's free, people are going to use it. It's a huge and factor. Like yeah. you say, you're now a captive audience. You're now staying on property. You can't go anywhere else. You're trapped. Um, personally, I don't know. I like having my car. I like having a car when I'm anywhere. Talking to people, they, they like the just get off the plane and get on a bus and, and, not, and go not there waiting. and not have to wait, and it's it's free. I mean, you pay for a town car, and, I mean, you have to pay to get there. So it's an advantage. I think it goes even further than that. I think people like the idea of that once you're on Disney property, it's you kind of don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. You use their transportation. You stay at their resorts. They eat at their restaurants. But I also think there are people who are a little more adventurous that want to venture out and see what else Orlando has to offer. So I think it's there for people who want to use it. Right. Yeah. For I mean, those you, who, yeah, I mean, you got the people you know, that commute an hour, two hours every day, and they just don't want to drive anywhere, and they just want to be chauffeured around and get on the bus. And that's I'm it. sorry, I don't think getting on a bus is considered chauffeured. Well, no. I, I, and I then just, waiting to go to your resort, you really? know, going through the whole well, lineup. I don't, I don't okay, waiting. First. You're always behind the guy who has to fold up the five thousand dollar stroller. <laughs> uh, I just I'm one of those people who likes getting into my own car and adjusting the air conditioning so you might have to wait for your luggage too so right. oh, yeah yeah we'll see what they end up uh, what they end up doing I with think the it's service. something that's here to stay yeah, especially now that they're building this new thing for it and stuff I think oh, yeah, they've got a 10 they've got a 10 year contract with Orlando International Airport they're building a new terminal just for this Let's or, not forget that Disney's the one that wanted to put the light rail from oh, yeah. the airport to Disney World Yeah so, I mean, they're looking for ways to suck you onto property without letting you go anywhere or see anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the train's going to be in the future anyway. So, and, and frankly, folks, I think you're doing yourselves a great disservice if all you do is spend your time on Disney property because there is a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. around the area that can really enhance, I, I think personally, enhance your vacation experience. Not that Disney isn't a great location and not that you won't have a great time. But I think kind of seeing what else Orlando has to offer, especially if you've come down here multiple times after a while. I know, you know, for me, when I would come in, when I was living in Jersey and, and coming down here, eventually, you know, I wanted to see Kennedy Space Center. I wanted to see Universal. I wanted to see SeaWorld. I wanted to see other places. So I, uh, you know, Magical Express doesn't really isn't conducive to that. So think about it. And there's but, a lot of stuff that's close by. You're not traveling an hour, two hours to get to these other things. Orlando's pretty compact, and you're going to yeah. get to these things very easily. Well, one of the things we were just talking about was those um, the discount Disney stores. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The outlet stores are all very close and very convenient. Um, I didn't mention about in the last segment when I was talking about those outlet stores, uh, every hotel has directions as well. If you want to go somewhere and you have a car, just ask the front desk. and they'll A lot give of you times th- you don't have to ask them at all. If you pull up towards the valet when you're leaving, they'll say to you, do you need directions anywhere? Yeah. Right. And you can also rent a, a car for a day if you want to. There's right. a couple of sites on uh, Swan Dolphin you can do that. The AAA, uh, the, you know, the Hess Gas Station. Outside the Magic Kingdom. Outside mm-hmm. the Magic Kingdom. So you can rent a car for a day, which may be cheaper for you. Yeah, if you want more info on Magical Express, go to our transportation board. There are, there are about three or four, five sticky posts up there that very detailed information. Cool. I hope we've answered your question, Jenny. Well, I hope we have. If not, she'll write us again and ask us more. Yep. <laughs> All right, I have one from John Scott in Cary, North Carolina. Tuesdays are a highlight to my week. I have listened to every roundtable podcast, many more than once during the scavenger hunt. And have enjoyed everyone and gotten many useful tips. Thank you. Well, thank you. I have a couple of questions. Uh, my family will be staying at the Polynesian the second week in December. I would like to check out the Wilderness Lodge for our next trip. My wife wants to see a room, and my daughter would like to swim in the pool. Is there any hope of satisfi- satisfying either or both of these desires? Can one get official permission to pool hop? I had no idea pool hopping was bad before I heard the podcast. Second question, if I rented a car while staying on property... Do I pay to park if I use the car to get around instead of the bus? 
Well, you have uh, definitely stumbled on to one of the great debate topics on our discussion boards, the subject of pool hopping. It's right up there with smoking and five people in a room. And uh, now technically, no, you are not allowed to pool hop unless you are a Disney Vacation Club member. You know, if you're, as a DVC member, you can pool hop. But as a, as, as a guest of the Polynesian, for all that money you're spending to be there, no, you are not allowed. Technically, you are not allowed to pool hop. Now, personally, and yeah, I know this is going to tick off somebody. Uh-oh. But The Disney police are going to be after you. you know, personally, if, if I'm spending $400 a night to stay in a hotel, let me go where I want to go. I can understand if I'm staying at the All-Star and then I want to go use the pool at, you know, Wilderness Lodge or Yachtin Beach. Or even off property. Yeah. You know, well, def- definitely if you're staying off property, you shouldn't be allowed to use any of the pools. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, if you're staying at the All-Stars, no, you shouldn't be allowed to go to the Yachtin Beach. You shouldn't be allowed to go to Wilderness Lodge. But if you're staying at the Polynesian and you're spending that money, then you should be. But the rules are, no, you can't. But I see nothing wrong. With you going up to uh, the front desk manager at the Wilderness Lodge when you arrive and saying exactly what you said in your email to us, that we're thinking about staying here on our next trip. Show me your room key. I'm staying at the Polynesian. Um, is it possible if, that we could see an empty room? Uh, I know that they have done it for others before. If there is a room available, they will take somebody up. They're there to be accommodating. You can ask them about, is it okay for my daughter to swim at the pool? Um, if they give you permission, then yes, it is okay. Uh, I would definitely ask permission. Though. Um, I'm not encouraging anyone to break any rules. I'm just saying I think the rules should be changed, that there should be different consideration for people staying in deluxe resorts. I realize not everybody can afford to do that, but you know, one of the perks that comes along with spending more money on something is that you should get more perks. And or in you this should case, be able to, to pull hop within your classification of resort. If you book at the moderates, you should be able to pool hop amongst the moderate resorts. Exactly. Because that's what you're paying for. Exactly. It would just be hard to police. And then all of a sudden... uh, Why can't you make each resort's card look different? Well, you can, but then it becomes a much different experience. Going out and relaxing by the pool, now you have to pass through security. Well, so sometimes I, you have to do that at well, the Yacht and Beach. That, they do that at well, the Yacht and Beach. Right, the Yacht and Beach Club. But the Yacht and Beach Club has the premier pool. I mean, we all know that Storm Along Bay, it's probably the best pool on property. Well, I've heard, uh, we heard some stories where at Wilderness Lodge, people were, uh, people have been checked for their IDs hmm. um, to see if they should be there. If the, if it, the pool becomes too crowded, they tend to do that to make sure that these yeah. people are, in fact, resort guests. So. I mean, I can see that in a crowded, hot day situation that, you know, you're not going to have anybody in. But if there's like 10 people out at the pool on the day that you go over there, you know, maybe. What do y'all think about somebody from like the All-Stars or Pop Century going to Polynesian or Wilderness no. Lodge to use the marina? Oh, that's fine. That's because fine. you have to pay for that. You right. have to pay. It's a pay service. You have to pay for that. You have to pay to rent your, you know, it's the only place to do it. I don't think those services are just for the hotel guests. Those services are for anybody who wants to use them. They shouldn't be able to look and enjoy the surroundings. Yeah, they, they should <laughs> close their eyes because <laughs> they're right. not paying for that view. <laughs> now, as far as your question about paying to park, um, parking is included with your, uh, with your resort fee, with, your, uh, with what you're paying to stay at the Polynesian. So, no, you do not have to pay extra to park at the theme parks or uh, at any of the other resorts. Your resort fee you're referring to is your room your room, yeah. You, right, you, not, not an extra right, resort right. fee. There's so. an extra charge for using the valet service. Yes. So you won't have to worry about that. But uh, the pool hopping, unless you want to get skinned alive on our discussion boards, I'd be careful. Yeah, that'd be, that's not a good thing. <laughs> because that is definitely not a uh, – that doesn't go over well with the folks on the Diz. I, you know, and it's, it's hysterical. But it's one of those things. It's one of those hot-button issues. So – yeah, but you have the people paying that money saying, I don't want my pool to be crowded. No, no, I you look, I, I, I absolutely understand I it. I understand it. I just think there should be some, you know, what you were saying before, some leeway. Some leeway for the people who are paying to stay at the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, any of the deluxe resorts. You should be allowed to go whatever pool you want to. But I understand also that these pools are a limited size. They've got to take care of their resort guests first. So, you know, again, it's one of the problems Disney has when you have such popular things and so many people coming to see them and such variety 
Yep, exactly. So, well, good luck to you. Let us know. Uh, let us know if they actually let you see a room. And the pool hopping thing should be funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I can't wait. For ask that me about thread. that. Buy a mug at the Polynesian and use that at the Wilderness Lodge too. Well, <laughs> the the un- refillable mugs, like I I spoke last week or so, they're one eleven ninety nine, and it's a generic mug this year, and it has the the uh, like a Dreams logo on it or something, not Dreams Unlimited, but Dreams logo, and. Diana bought one of these, and the person selling it told her she could go to any of the resorts with it and use it. I think that's why they made them generic, yeah. so that we've you received, could do that. We received different information. We've, someone has told us, no, they can't be used. Other people have told us, yes, they can be used between resorts. I think they've gone to a generic look because they can be. That's my personal opinion. Why else would you now okay. take the resort off of it? And people, people, people who get worked up about the mug thing... It's soda. Okay? It's soda. But it it's costs, stealing from the mouse is their argument. It's not stealing. They get the it just soda isn't stealing. Anyway. There's just no argument to be made that buying one of these mugs... I mean, look, they all, it, all the money goes to the same place. You're buying it from Disney. It's not like you're buying you know, from one hotel chain and trying to use it in another. Really? Your it's, days in mug? You know... It's it's just I just some, I tell you this is the one issue. If I want to just say to people, knock it off. It's soda. Is there nothing better for you to worry about in planning a vacation to the busiest place on earth that you have to worry so much about soda? It's soda. It's a mug. <laughs> the problem I have is I've talked about it before. I just consider it another part of the homogenization of Disney. Yeah. The fact that you used to have a mug from your resort, and I'm not—I don't care whether you reuse your mug or not. I don't care if you take a paper cup with you and use that every place you go. Use your hands. I don't care. <laughs> Just <laughs> drink right from the, the fountain. Closet, really, <laughs> bring a straw. I really don't care what you do. I have a problem with the fact that. It just homogenizes right. it. Right. Now you don't yeah. have, this is not a souvenir from my stay at the Port Orleans. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a, a bigger problem. From Dixie but Landings, I, think, I have that big I yellow mug. I think the mug. reason for that homogenization, though, was not because Disney's trying to homogenize it, but because Cheaper. I think they've finally gotten fed up with the, you can, you can't use this mug other places. I think finally there were so many complaints and issues and confusion, and they're answering so many questions about it that they finally just made one mug for all the resorts. I think it's a money-saving thing. I think now they don't have to print a mug for each resort. They can just now order millions of these mugs in one design and ship them everywhere. Yeah. Well, I know when you go to the water parks, they put a barcode on it, and your barcode is necessary to use the the right and the, 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 the drink thing. And the I one think of the word for it. Help me. Yeah. Soda fountain. Soda fountain. That's the word. The thing with the, the mugs that, that you buy at the resort, they're not good at the water parks, and you can't take them to the theme parks either. Well, you so, can, but nobody's well, going to no fill them up for you. <laughs> right. But, it's, all, it's always been like that, right. though. So if you, wanna, if you have a family you of four can. and you want to drag around four mugs when you if you happen to go to another resort, I mean... I think they should money? tag you like they do migratory birds. Tag I have an me? email. Like a thing through your ear. <laughs> hey, I, I got enough with the boot. I also, think, I also think that if there is an issue with using mugs at different resorts... It's Disney's job right. to communicate that and to police it. If they don't want you doing that, stop offering the mugs. Plus, do you know what $12 worth of soda is in Disney's mind? I was just going to say, Bob touched on something that we sort of skimmed over. People may not know this. Disney gets their soda for free. Yep. Coca-Cola provides the syrup for Disney soda for free for the uh, advertising rights to be all over Disney. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about now you're paying $12 to get something for free that Disney gets. So what are you stealing from Disney if you take soda from the Port Orleans and you're staying at the Contemporary? Well, like, get, in, get in an uproar the next time Disney raises their prices. Exactly. The next time ticket prices go up, that's when people should be in a rage. Yeah. Pool you know? hopping's not going to be an issue this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. So, so does the All right, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and move on. All I right. hope we... Uh, what the Beat heck was that the question that we <laughs> ran? Yeah, I don't. Was it even about mugs? Just no, pool it hopping, wasn't. Pool hopping. Hopping. Pool hopping, no, but you know what? Right? It's one of those elephants in the room. I've, You've got to talk about it eventually. Eventually, you I've have been to talk trying about to get it, that so. in there for a while. All right, all right. So, who wants to? Uh, John, who wants to go next? I, I have one. John, I have Brandon from Kansas City, Missouri. Hey guys, your last podcast mentioned the DVC. 
It's my favorite topic, mainly because I'm not a member, but the idea really intrigues me. Pete mentioned Old Key West is his home resort and favorite. Mm -hmm. Are the rest of you members? Which DVC resorts do you like the best? Which DVC resorts do you like the most? Resort rooms. Resort rooms do you like the most? Sorry. I would love to be a DVC member in the future, Uh, but I'm simply waiting for the contemporary version. I've seen the redone contemporary rooms and love them. They're the DVC rooms compared to the one to the new Wilderness Lodge rooms and contemporary rooms. Lastly, what changes and upgrades have they made over the course of your ownership? Have they removed something you've enjoyed? What would you like to add or remove? Thanks. Keep the keep <laughs> discussing. That's an awful I, lot of questions. Just say true. Do you see Peter perk up a little bit there? <laughs> hmm? No, I, on things to remove. Things they took away from the I don't DVC. Know. I don't think he perked up on that. Uh, no, oh. Bob. I, I'm sorry. I'm not a DVC member, so he's I don't been perked since <laughs> we started. Advice. I think it's I think it's time for Bob to change meds. <laughs> really? Yes. Sorry. And shirts. I thought I saw Pete perk up. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, really. We we have another we have another uh, shirt that can be seen from space on Bob today. <laughs> Bob went on a Hawaiian cruise last week and wore beige pants Hawaiian. and beige shirt. I'm sorry, a Caribbean cruise last week and wore beige shirts and beige pants. And today he's got on a royal blue shirt with palm trees all over it. Yeah, I felt I felt tropical today. Uh, apparently. <laughs> There's a little man over here that you guys can't see. He's, he's, he's so white in the sun. He's all surfboard that says, do it. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Any event. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get to the shirt today um, at all. You know, DVC is great. We love DVC. Talk about it a million times. Uh, I love Old Key West. I think they have the best rooms. I have not seen any uh, artist rendering or anything for the contemporary rooms. I can only imagine that Disney's going to do and DVC is going to do what they do best, which is take the theming of the resort, expand it into the DVC rooms, and make them great. I just think they do a great job of... of pulling the theming in from the other resorts when they're those sort of co-branded resorts. Um, what have they taken away? The only thing they took away was uh, the initial people who booked DVC, who bought DVC, received park tickets for a certain number of years. That was an enticement to get them to book, but that hasn't gone on for many years. Um, of course, the price of DVC has gone up. As you all know, substantially, substantially. So, waiting doesn't behoove you really. The no. price is just going to keep going up. Um, the price of the the dues has gone up, but that's a function of taxes and that's a function of maintenance and things like that. It's not been anything significant in the last ten years, so I can't imagine that being concern. I, again, I don't see any benefit in waiting for a specific resort to come online to buy DVC. Points are points. You know, you're going to use, you're going to buy the points now. You're going to use them at the contemporary when the contemporary comes online. You're just going to pay more money. But if he's looking for the contemporary to be his home resort, you get a better value booking at your home resort. So I can understand that. But again, you're going to pay more for that luxury. The, va- well, the value, the point value, really, between your home resort and other resorts is minimal. One or two points a night. The only real advantage to having a home resort is yeah. that you get to book there 11 months in advance versus seven months seven in advance. Months in advance. If it's not your home resort. So, so in that case, buy 50 points at a different resort, and then this way you have the opportunity to book those 11 months in advance. But I, you know, we they just went up to 104. What are they going to be when the contemporary comes online, you know? so. Well, I know that, uh, and I'll tell you, I was looking at the Timeshare Store's website. I mean, they're generally, generally speaking, 78 to $80 a point is what the resale market is uh, offering on a lot of these, a lot of the DVC properties, which is Really good. I mean, when you consider they're over a hundred dollars right now, yeah, that's a big saving. Savings. Saving twenty, twenty, thirty dollars a point is substantial. But now, as far as other DVC resorts, I mean, what's you guys have seen them all at least, even if you haven't stayed there. What do you? Which ones do you guys like? My favorite resort is the Wilderness Lodge. But as far as DV, I also liked um, Saratoga Springs. As far as which one I think is the one I would like to stay at the most. I like Old Key West. I find Saratoga Springs really large, and I find the DVC units at Wilderness Lodge a little too far from the parking lot. There's more of a walk to them. Mm -hmm. The ones at Old Key West, you seem to be able to park much closer, and I think the convenience of that, bringing groceries in, things like that, I find that to be really convenient. I found Saratoga Springs boring. 
Yeah. I thought it was a boring uh, resort. When we stayed there, we had a, a very good room. We had a high floor that was a pool view and also um, da- uh, downtown Disney Pleasure Island view. So yeah. we had a really prime. I also have to tell view. you, I'm from upstate New York. I'm from about 30 miles away from the actual Saratoga Springs, and everything at the Saratoga Springs Resort is named after things that I grew up with. Right. So I mean, there's some. So there's some of that there. Right. That's what I think is funny about the boardwalk. Does the boardwalk look like the New Jersey Shore boardwalk to you? No, not the New Jersey Shore boardwalk <laughs> I grew up with. Exactly. Then again, I grew up with Asbury Park, so. Yeah. I, like, I like Old Key West, too. Um, not as much boardwalk, but I, I like uh, Beach Club uh, DVC, too. That's what I was going to say, for location, too. For location. I mean, it's real close to the parking lot. You can walk to the uh, Epcot real close. Close. See, I like that convenience. That's one of the things I don't like about the Boardwalk right. Resort. I, I don't like the See, boardwalk. I love, I, I think the rooms, I think the DVC rooms at the Boardwalk are beautiful. They are. Um, but the hike from the car, you could walk a mile and a half before you're at your room. And I just don't think that's convenient when you're carrying a sack of groceries from Publix. Yeah. Yeah, Boardwalk is a... Is well, a I mean, my, my, my top three in order, Old Key West, Boardwalk, Beach Club Villas, um, are my top three. Wilderness Lodge, yeah take a leave saratoga springs i could take a leave i haven't seen the rooms at animal kingdom lodge yet so i don't i can't speak yeah. to those i'm imagining those will be pretty fantastic See, but, I like old key west if old key west had been available when i was looking at it i might have bought it the only thing i don't like about the only thing i don't like about uh, um wilderness lodge is the rooms that tend to be dark and all other DVC rooms are very light and very brightly right. colored and stuff. So Wilderness Lodge is dark. Now, let me touch on the one thing. He said, what would you like to see them add to DVC? I would like to see them add a perk of discounted admission. I think that they should offer DVC members uh, money off of an annual pass or something like that. And I know that there's like a 10% discount or something like that. But let's get something significant out there, you know, as a perk. Kind of like a Florida resident. Discount, yeah, yeah, something like that, because technically you own property in Florida, right. so you should be able to buy it at a Florida resident rate. Yeah, it's part of their sales pitch, is that you know this is this is a, a deeded property, yeah. and you can borrow against this, and you can you know do all this stuff. So, I think that's one of the things that Disney misses on all fronts. There's no um, reward for, the, for instance, no being a loyal customer. Being uh, loyalty. In, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's where I was trying to go. There's no reward for things. It. These fake, you know, ten percent right. off purchases. It, it, and uh, anybody uh, who buys an annual pass gets that. Right. I've been an annual pass holder for a long time, and even if it was one uh, or two percent, I think your annual pass should go down over time. Yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. I think even if it's a, a percent or two, that last year I paid this much, this next year, it, it gives me an incentive to do that. And I think the same thing is if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on returning to DVC, I think your annual pass should go down. And your discount should go up. Right. Your discount as a DVC member should be bigger in the stores. They know you're coming back. So I, I, that's what I think. I think they miss out on their loyalty program, and I think people would have a much... A warmer feeling if they did stuff like that. I agree. I, I'm going to put my soapbox back under the table now. <laughs> well, we had another DVC question as well from Bob McGovern in Charlestown, uh, Rhode Island. I recently found your podcast and find it very informative and fun. I listen to many Disney podcasts, and it's great to listen to one that injects humor into your conversation. Having the same first name as Bob, I always enjoy his input. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, my question, my wife and I are DVC members. And we like a good rumor as much as anyone. We have heard that part of the contemporary resort may become DVC, and also that they plan to build DVC Resort in Disneyland. Any truth to either one of those rumors? Yes, they're both true. Uh, they will be building a contemporary uh, a DVC resort at the Contemporary, which I think we mentioned in an earlier podcast. We'd seen some of the artist renderings of what they were going to do, and it kind of looks like a condo from South Beach. From the 80s. Yep. And, uh, now, and as far as Disneyland, yes, there is going to be a... Uh, a DVC. I think they've already announced that, haven't they? That they're doing it. Has it been official? I don't Not know. Totally okay, what, we what we heard, what we heard as early as last November, was that uh, they were going to be building a a DVC resort uh, on the uh, location of the current cast member parking lot, I believe. Yeah. Or there's one of the parking lots there, and by the administration building, in between uh, Paradise Pier and Disneyland. The Disneyland Hotel is that's the location we heard. 
whether that's going to be location or not, I'm not sure. It was a, a much. I was much more sure about that rumor when Matt we met was still president of Disneyland. Matt we met had been in charge of DVC. He oversaw DVC becoming as popular as it was. Matt we met was the golden boy. He went then when Disney Cruise Line launched and did not launch well. They brought Matt we met in. He turned it around, turned it into what it is now, and then they moved him out to Disneyland. And uh, one of the Disneyland cast members that I talked to out there uh, back in November said something that I thought was was striking. He said uh, that Matt we met was the best thing to happen to Disneyland since Walt Disney. Wow, um, that's high praise. That is high praise. And this was not somebody who uh, struck me as the kind of person to just hand that out lightly. This is uh, the atmosphere in Disneyland among their cast members there seem to have a much better sense of their legacy and where their company came from and what their company is about than they do out here. And so hearing something like that, and, and then, you know, Matt, we met, ended up going to going to Starwood because Disney was stupid and let we him go. We talked about that in one of our first podcasts. Yeah. And uh, when Matt was there, I think it, stood, it was a more solid rumor for me that DVC was coming in. I still think they're going to do it because it's the next place for them to go. There's also, we're hearing Hawaii. They may, that they, they're talking about putting a DVC resort in Hawaii, kind of doing what they did with Vero Beach and Hilton Head, but doing it someplace that people actually want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the, for those of you who own it, Hilton Head. And you mean they don't want to go to Zero Vero Beach? Beach. <laughs> I think they want to add it's on. It's a very lovely resort. It's just I'm not interested in them. That's why I say that. There's so. not a lot to do at Vero Beach. There really isn't. They, they want to add on more hotels at Disneyland anyway because with the cruise ship coming out to California permanently – they're going to have uh, the land sea packages. So they okay, now there's something. What? That's a rumor. We don't know for sure. What? About the, Disney, the cruise ship going to Disneyland permanently. permanently. There's four ships. They're we, going to send one somewhere. Didn't they say, it wasn't that in the announcement? No, that it was going to be? No. They no, haven't announced where any of them are going to be. Right. That was part of the announcement was that there was no destinations or, or okay. ports of call. They're going to Disneyland. <laughs> They're putting, definitely going to they're Disneyland. They're definitely putting one out in the West Coast. They have to. Yeah. They have to. I'm just saying, it's um, not official. I, I, I insist. <laughs> oh, well, then it has to happen. It, it has, has to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> Peter, going back to Matt The Podmaster has spoken. The Podmaster yeah, pod has, has spoken. spoken. Uh, going back to Matt, one of the things that he was always great with is listening to the people. And, you know, looking at the boards and taking comments from the boards back into the boardroom and and getting things worked out. Well, I think I think Tom McAlpin has definitely uh, stepped in in that capacity yeah. as well. Tom McAlpin reads the boards. Tom McAlpin is the man who took over Disney Cruise Line right. for Matt We Met. And I know he reads the discussion boards. Uh, they, they all do. Yeah. They all read the boards. Believe me. Oh, there are managers all over Disney. Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line. There's people at all levels that, are, that read our discussion boards because it's the most honest feedback, most instant honest feedback they're going to get. Tracy right. said on the cruise, they said, how many disboarders do we have Oh yeah, at the welcome aboard party? Yeah. I mean, that's proof oh, that they knew they pervasive. knew they were going to have – they knew that 10% of the ship was full of dizzers, <laughs> you know? That's so, amazing. It is absolutely amazing. You know, when you think there's over 200 dizzers and the ship's uh, capacity is about 2,200 people. It's 10%. That's 10%. 10%. Yeah. So, you know, I love that part. You know, <laughs> I really do. I love that part. If you're there, li- now he perked up. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to the Sorry. podcast, all the dizzers run to the port side. <laughs> see if we can tip the ship, yeah. All right, hope that answers, uh, that answers your question about uh, DVC rumors. Like I said, I, I think you'll find that both of those rumors are are true, but of course they are still, in fact, unconfirmed rumors. So, Not the one about um, the contemporary. They've yes. knocked that North Wing down. It's gone. Yeah. Well, the, the rumor is still that there'll be DVC at the contemporary. We know that they're building new resort, r- resort rooms there. Oh, but it's going to be DVC. It's going to be DVC. You know it's going to be. Oh. So, Bob, we'll, we'll all find out together. We have a photo of the, all the construction if you're into that stuff. It's um, linked from the rehabs page. You can see how it's just been leveled I'll over include there. That. We'll include that over in the show notes yeah. then. So who else? My who turn. else has an email? My turn, my turn. Miss Julie. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> she's this little, is, but she's bossy. <laughs> this is from Rick Eichmann and Nola. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Woohoo. I was wondering what that meant. <laughs> he has just downloaded and listened to the previous month's podcast and says how wonderful they are. It's a new discovery for him. He says that we should televise our gathering because he would love to see the facial expressions and says, empty cooler indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are longtime Walt Disney World fans who are getting a little older now. Well, not me, but the kids are grown, etc. We keep coming back, and we got married at Walt Disney World on St. Patrick's Day with our reception at the Rose and Crown. And over the years, our focus has changed, and now we tend to gravitate more toward the food and wine fest, Christmas week, PI, select bars and bartenders, and the dining experience. I always feel guilty for leaving my six-pound Pomeranian at home. He has multiple Disney outfits that he proudly wears here in the French Quarter. He is a retired show hound, and is much better behaved than many of the children I see at the resorts. Have you heard any news or rumors of allowing well-behaved furry babies to enjoy the resorts with us? We love Wilderness Lodge, Villas, and Artist Point, but no dogs allowed. So we have gone out and purchased a Class A RV to use for a few stays a year at the Wilderness Lodge campground. I would love to bring the little guy with us on the rest of our trips, especially Christmas week at the lodge. Would love to see some progress in this area and happily would pay a huge deposit and provide a quiet experience for all. Keep up the great work and P.S. would love to see a segment dedicated to the unique cocktail spots that we that we have all discovered during our stays, which I think is a neat idea, but. There are no rumors about allowing furry babies at resorts. Well, there's a lot of there 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 are a lot of questions we get asked uh, about uh, about pets, Mm -hmm. and you know I'm I'm one of those dog owners that I'm I I tend to spoil I spoil my dog. All of us are dog owners, and I and they're all spoiled. (laughs) And in a million years, I would never leave him in Disney's kennel. No way, I wouldn't leave him in any kennel. I Mm -hmm. just can't do it. I, I just I I just I feel guilty. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just speaking for me, and I know my dog, and my dog gets emotional if I leave him with my mother, let alone if I was to put him in a strange place with people he didn't know that he was locked up in a cage because he's not used to that. So the only place that the only, you know, deluxe resorts, there are a few places in town that uh, offer uh, you can bring your, where you can bring your pets, but the only deluxe resorts I know of in Orlando that allow it are the uh, Universal resorts. Can't use your DVC points there. Uh, but I, I would love to see Disney build a resort dedicated to like dog Animal owners. Animal Kingdom Lodge should have like a you know? wing. There's a no wing reason. Animals, there's so. no reason that Disney could not block out a certain number of rooms in certain resorts to allow for pets. Well, they're now finding out they're allowing. There are companies that are allowing bring people to bring their pets to work. It's less stress. There's less worry. We have a friend that in here in Orlando, and her dog goes to work with her every day and sits under her desk. <laughs> I think we get down to two, you know, she talks about her dog being well-behaved. I'm sure everybody has a different definition of well-behaved. He, ours are, it's a man. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, his dog's his. dressed up in different outfits okay. is well-behaved. Yeah. And we have a, a dog that, quite frankly, is a lunatic. <laughs> and we could never travel with her, and we can never leave her in a resort. And She's a terrierist. She really is. Terrierist. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, my Molly is a Yorkie, and I could never leave her in her room. The thing is, John, when you even a well-behaved dog, if you bring them to a hotel room, they're in an uh, unfamiliar uh, environment. So if they're controlled at home, that's one thing. But when they get with people walking up and down the hall and, and everything... Well, I- but if your pet is a well-traveled pet, like apparently these people must bring their dog a lot of different places. Like Corey yeah. and I, we love to travel with our dogs, and they are well-behaved. But I mean, I'm I'm just throwing the yeah. devil's advocate side. I think what he's doing is by renting the RV and going over to Fort Wilderness. Bought an that's RV. a good that's a good deal because the pet's familiar with that environment. So right. I think that's the way to go. Well, I'm just hoping that uh, you know if enough people say to Disney, we want pet-friendly accommodations. You know, Disney's been known. Disney's been known to change things before. So, Disney doesn't want you leaving their parks to go back and walk the dog. No, and offer dog walking services. Another way to make money. Exactly. Exactly. So, bin room babysitting. Julie volunteers. (laughs) Hope that answers your question. And Bob, I know you have. I have one one from uh, Sharon and uh, Dana from Central New York, and they say New York greetings to our all our new friends at the Diz Unplugged podcast. My husband and I love your show. One of your favorite, our favorite episodes involved the four research dole whips that never made it all the way back from the park. That was fun. Uh, 
<laughs> for me, not for the people that were here. <laughs> I, uh, she has a question uh, or a frustration, and she's hoping that we can shed some light on it. They're trying to book airfare for their annual Thanksgiving trip, uh, leaving from Syracuse uh, mid-November and returning in the end of November. They're DVC members, and they've already booked Sarasota Springs. Saratoga Springs. Sarat- <laughs> Sarasota Springs. Sarasota Springs is somewhere entirely different. <laughs> I didn't make it through again. We love you, Bob. I know. <laughs> anyway... They're a family it's of five with along, two teens. It's read along with Bob. <laughs> family of five mental. Uh, <laughs> with two teens and a six-year-old. They've been watching Airfare on Yahoo Travel, and yesterday saw some uh, rates with JetBlue, uh, 224 to 244 round trip. And we tried to book these but uh, more than a dozen times, and each time it kicked me out. Uh, and they were unable to confirm. They want to know what advice we have for them. The best advice I have is uh, I found a website, and what it does, it's called uh, Fearcast, and it's uh, www.fearcast.com. That's F-A-R-E-C-A-S-T.com. And what it does is it actually uh, has different cities like uh, New York or uh, Boston, Chicago, and it'll actually help you decide whether it's time to buy the airfare or not time to buy the airfare. And they, they monitor rates and see if it's if rates are going up, it'll tell you, okay, now's the time to buy because it the rates or now's the time to hold on because we we think the rates will drop for you. And I think it's a great research thing. If they're coming at Thanksgiving, they need to buy their tickets. Now I understand that but um I purchased my tickets to go to Las Vegas for John's birthday, and every week would check the price. And if the prices go down, Southwest will refund your money, even on non-refundable yeah, tickets. If they're like offering the tickets yeah. at a lower price. But I'm suggesting that if they're coming in November, we find a lot of times that people want to come November or Thanksgiving or Christmas, those tickets sell out, and they yeah. don't go down eventually. Right, and, and it, this talks about that, but it also gives you a prediction. It, it's a... A tool that I'm just offering them a tool to to go out and it'll give you a seven day forecast of what you think the rates are going to be, whether it's going to be uh, better for you to wait or buy right now. And it also gives you some some interesting comparisons to what the pricing is for different round trips. So I play. I I think people should go and play around with the with this site a little bit and get to know it. And I think you you'll learn to. To really like it. That's my opinion. Also, it's uh, I know that you she's been having some drama with Yahoo Travel. Um, travel services like that, be it Orbitz or Expedia, they're buying blocks of seats the way wholesalers will buy blocks of hotel rooms. So you're booking against their inventory. I I always personally I'm going to use I would you know I, I I would go through the the airlines website directly absolutely um first of all you're not going to pay the service charge that's going to get tacked on by either expedia travelocity orbits or any of the other ones and they usually hold back the best deals for their own websites yep and that's not always the case but i you know especially you're talking about flying with a family of five at thanksgiving you know it's going to be tough it may be tough and the other thing i would tell her is she's in central new york I, again, I'm from New York. I would tell her that she would probably save money by um, flying to Buffalo or flying out of Buffalo or Albany. And I realize that's probably a drive in either direction. But if money is an issue, it's she's going to do better out of one of those larger cities than someplace in the center of New York State. Exactly. That's one of the other things I was going to suggest was that, you know, fly out of a flight of a major airport. Right. If you're flying out of Albany, um, Air Tran. Yep. I believe flies in and out of Albany, and they offer some pretty good. I'm not shilling for any airline no, here, I, but I say I suggest move or fly from a bigger city. I always tell people, you know, fly, book your airfare through the trial, uh, the airlines themselves. You'll you'll get better deals, and they work with you more if you have to make a change. If you have to make a change with the Yahoo, Yahoo, 
You're going to get better customer service. You're not going to get the same service that you're going to get if you're actually going through the actual uh, airlines. Exactly. And the other thing is, uh, as you're looking at this website, they have fair cast for deals that are out there that are possible for from one city to the other. You can plug in your cities and, and look at the deals. So, again, I say I think this is something that you guys need to look and at. And Faircast is a great site. That's yeah. a great site for research. I would also tell her to sign up for the different airlines' notification that they're having sales, like we talked about Ding through Southwest. Other airlines have similar things, and you can sign up to be a, a notified of deals like that. Yeah. And if you happen to be, if you happen to live near an airport that uh, Spirit Airlines uh, flies into, keep an eye on Spirit right now. We have been seeing some ridiculous airfares from from Spirit. For example, uh, just last week again. Uh, from Atlanta to Orlando, round trip, uh, or one-way, $8. Uh, the problem the, I have yeah. is I never can get that. I, I've tried. I can never make that work out. Okay. I can never find that deal. They advertise it. Apparently, I'm finding it too late. Yeah, it's something they're, they're, you really have to be. These are 24-hour things. I, I've signed up for Spirit's uh, news alerts, and so I'm getting these news alerts and seeing. They usually run these for like 24 hours where they're doing like these fares for $8 or $20. When uh, Walter's family came down, uh, we did Universal a few weeks ago. Family of five from, or- from Atlanta to Orlando round trip with everything on Spirit, the full total was $496. Wow. That's so, a good deal. You know, and I happened just, I ha- just happened on, onto Spirit's site at like 1030 at night, and they were doing one of their 24-hour sales, but they've been doing them like every week. Yeah. Mm. Brian, so, Brian called me and said uh, Atlantic City to Orlando was the eight dollar. Eight dollars. I needed each to way. put them on a. And it's like now they have. Uh-huh. I mean, they they have restricted dates. They have, you know, when you have to travel to get yeah. that. But even if you can't get the eight dollar deal, when they're doing those those specials, they're discounting everything. Right. So I would I would keep an eye on Spirit as well. I don't know if Spirit's yeah, flying out of where you are. I don't have Spirit, but I got to sign up for that one. So. So that's that's my my suggestions for Sharon, and uh, that's it for me. Well, that's going to do it for this week's email. We actually didn't even get to everything we wanted to get to, so um, I'm glad we're doing these as a separate show. We'll uh, be doing that again next week. So from all of us here, we hope you have a great week, and we will see you next Tuesday with the next episode of the Biz Unplugged Roundtable. Table.